What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down my week 14 wide receiver rankings tier list. This is the final week of the regular season until the fantasy football playoffs. So good luck to you guys who are trying to get a playoff spot. Good luck to you guys who are trying to secure a bye week or avoid a loser punishment potentially. Today, we're going to be going over my top 40 wide receiver rankings, the wide receiver cornerback matchups, the spreads, all the information that you guys need to know to set your lineup at the wide receiver position this week. But before we get into it, if you guys feel like you got some value from this video, go down below, leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here, and comment any start set questions down below, and I'll get to as many as I can. So without further ado, let's hit the intro. Right, so here are the wide receiver matchups for the week. You guys can see them on the screen there. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, Juju, uh, Darius Slayton, Brandon Cooks, and Nico Collins if they even play. DeAndre Hopkins, Marquise Brown, some of the tougher matchups on the week. And we have Traylon Burks, Van Jefferson, who we saw last night, Amon Ross St. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen, Christian Kirk with some of the easier matchups on the week. This will uh, be available over on Twitter if you guys want to check out the full matchup chart. Then we get into shadow matchups, and a couple of them we had last night. Uh, we actually had Devontae Adams versus uh, Jalen Ramsey, resulted in him having a bit of a down game. A.J. Brown is expected to see Adoree Jackson in coverage, assuming he plays, but he's not practicing right now, so that one might be up in the air. Seattle Seahawks wide receiver D.K. Metcalf versus J.C. Horn in coverage, and then Mike Williams, again, if he plays, against Dolphins cornerback Xavier Howard. So this is the wide receiver tier list. We're going to start off with the will they play tier because we do have some guys up in the air with some injuries. I'll try and kind of shed some light on their practice reports and where they would fit in, assuming that they actually suit up for their game. So Cortland Sutton is the first guy that we're going to talk about. He's actually been downgraded to doubtful already with a hamstring injury. I expect him to be probably ruled out at some point today as you guys are watching this. So I would expect him to be out this week. That obviously upgrades Jerry Judy and Kendall Hinton, who I'm going to talk about later as a good flex play. Traylon Burks hasn't practiced this week at all uh, Wednesday and Thursday as I'm recording this. Um, with a concussion. He had a concussion on that touchdown catch against the Philadelphia Eagles. We don't know if he'll be cleared for Sunday's game, but we'll have to keep that in mind. If he does play, he probably is a top 30 wide receiver for me. But as of right now, his status is up in the air. Mike Williams could make his return. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but then he was upgraded to a full practice on Thursday, still dealing with that high ankle sprain that he suffered a couple weeks ago. I probably expect him to be back this week, but as of right now, I'm not going to make any assumptions given how finicky ankle injuries can be. Then, as I mentioned, we have the two Texans wide receivers, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Both are expected to not play. So, I mean, already in a huge hole are the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys without their top two receivers. I don't see that game being very close at all. And then we have Jacoby Myers for the New England Patriots, who was held out of Thursday practice with a concussion and a shoulder injury he suffered last Thursday against the Buffalo Bills. They play on Monday night, so technically Thursday practice is their first and their, you know, basically their Wednesday practice of the week. If he can get back, he'll be you know, in that wide receiver two to three fringe range, like he usually is. So let's start off with the first tier of wide receivers, the elite guys. These guys are obviously in your matchup. So I'll keep it brief with them. But the first guy wide receiver one for me on the week is Justin Jefferson. You guys can see the spreads on the screen. Minnesota is a two point underdog to the Detroit Lions, even though they are a 10 and two football team, 52 point over under over is getting 68% of the steam. The Lions are bottom five against fantasy football wide receivers. And Justin Jefferson has had monster games against Detroit in the past. Last year, he had um, 300 yards on 22 targets in the two games that they played against Detroit. But this year, they did actually clamp him for only 14 yards back in week three. So 
Overall, a big-time point total. He's a smash in fantasy football, and his prop line on underdog fantasy is actually 94.5 in terms of his over-under on receiving yards. So if you guys want to check out underdog fantasy, you guys know what to do. Promo code FSE down below in the description. That is one line that I really, really like this week for Justin Jefferson. So moving on to wide receiver two, we have Tyreek Hill. Dolphins bounce back this week, in my opinion. Waddle should be healthier. He was dealing with shit all last week, and him being healthy and on the field will definitely help out this offense and Tua Tungavailoa. The Chargers are solid against fantasy wide receivers, but they are beatable over the middle via Bryce Callahan, which is where Tyreek Hill makes most of his money in the slot. So definitely love that matchup for Tyreek. I think Tua and the Dolphins should be fine this week. And I, I'm actually smelling a huge game out of Tyreek. I'm smelling one of those like 150-yard, two-touchdown type of performances. So I really like him as far as his over-under on receiving yards as well. Wide receiver three on the week for me was Devontae Adams, who unfortunately was facing Jalen Ramsey in shadow coverage yesterday, three for 71 and zero. Not necessarily the best matchup in the world, but he's Devontae Adams, so I had to rank him very high to begin with, but a disappointing performance for you guys who were relying on him on Thursday Night Football. Wide receiver four for me on the week is Stephon Diggs. Five for 93 on 10 targets is the uh, line that he had against the Jets the first time. They found ways to scheme him away from Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner does not play shadow coverage. Maybe you guys didn't know that, but he has not shadowed a single receiver this year. And you'd figure if he's going to shadow a receiver, it'd be a clear number one like Stephon Diggs, who many teams have treated as a shadow matchup in the past. I expect a pretty big game out of Stephon Diggs. Good contrarian DFS play this week because people will be scared of the matchup against the Jets and against Sauce Gardner because they are the number one most difficult matchup for fantasy wide receivers, according to my matchup chart. So uh, wide receiver five for me on the week is Jamar Chase. The Bengals are 0-5 against the Kevin Stefanski Browns, even though they had Baker Mayfield as their quarterback for most of that time. And Jamar Chase has been pretty much a no-show for the two games in his career that he's played against the Browns, only 75 yards total in those two games. And the Bengals have been bodied uh, against the Browns as, as recent as this year before their big win streak that they went on a few weeks ago on Monday night football without Jamar chase, they got beat by the Browns pretty badly. I like this to be the bounce back spot for the Bengals to get them off the schneid against the, the Cleveland Browns. And if it helps, I did actually lay some money on the Browns covering five and a half points. So if you want to fade me, it may work out for you and the Bengals might absolutely boat race them just considering I put money on the Browns in this game. So uh, moving on to wide receiver six for me is a Monroe St. Brown, huge point total, bad defense, uh, number 29 in my matchup chart against fantasy wide receivers. If you guys remove the the games where Amon Ross St. Brown was limited with the ankle injury earlier on in the season, he's had over 100 yards in three of his last four games. He smashed in good matchups. He's been really good against, you know, easy matchups like Chicago, like Jacksonville, like the Washington Commanders. He had 100 yards in all three of those games. So going against Minnesota, another easy matchup this week. I expect him to be absolutely dominant. And then closing out this tier, we have wide receiver seven for me, who is A.J. Brown, 31st ranked PFF coverage grade are the New York Giants this week without their best corner potentially in Adoree Jackson and their best safety potentially in Xavier McKinney. I think this is an absolute smash spot for the Philadelphia Eagles passing game. I'm expecting a lot of points out of the Eagles specifically in this one. I, I think the Giants are going to struggle on offense, but I do love the Eagles to cover their implied point total this week. So uh, wide receiver ones, the next tier that we have here, the, uh, the tier after the elite guys, these guys are also great options and in your lineup no matter what. Number eight for me is DK Metcalf. Seattle Seahawks are four and a half point favorites versus the Carolina Panthers, 44 and a half point over under, over catching most of the seam at 95% of the money. Shadow coverage versus JC Horn. So that's definitely not ideal. Likely a Tyler Lockett game if that's how it plays out. But the Panthers are exploitable via the pass. 24th in my matchup chart. And DK Metcalf is a good enough receiver to beat any corner. And like I said, 95% of the cash in this game 
on the over. So they're uh, expecting a lot of points over there in Vegas, especially the Sharps. So wide receiver nine for me this week. CeeDee Lamb, Dallas is a massive 17 and a half point favorite against the Houston Texans this week. They've pretty much blown out bad teams so far this year, but I don't know. Most of the steam is on the under. It tells me to take the Texans 17 and a half points because that is a lot to give up in the betting world. The Texans may seem like a cupcake, but number ones have actually struggled against them. They've been pretty good against the pass overall, sneakily one of the better pass defenses in the league. And Amari Cooper struggled last week. Terry McLaurin struggled two weeks ago. Tyreek Hill had a you know solid game, 85 yards, but not a huge game. AJ Brown, again, a solid game, but not a huge game. The last four number one wide receivers that I just listed have averaged just 11.98 PPR points against the Houston Texans. So they've actually been pretty good against fantasy wide receivers, specifically number ones. So CeeDee Lamb, while he's a good play this week, I'd probably avoid him in DFS formats. Wide receiver 10 for me on the week is Jalen Waddle. He was dealing with an injury, a, a leg injury, I believe it was, all week last week in practice, but he is practicing in full as soon as this Thursday, and he has a much easier matchup against the Chargers over under a 52 and a half points over catching most of the steam right now. Definitely want pieces from this game overall, and Jalen Waddle is no exception to that rule. Wide receiver 11 for me this week is T. Higgins. T. Higgins uh, has been more successful, I would say, against the Cleveland Browns relative to Jamar Chase, but still not great overall. Still 60 plus receiving yards in four of his last six games and a touchdown in three of his last six games. Again, I like the Bengals to potentially get off the schneid, put some points up against this Browns defense that they've struggled against for the last couple of years. DeAndre Hopkins, my wide receiver 12. We know the Patriot way is to take away your best weapon. And that would certainly profile as DeAndre Hopkins for sure. I'm expecting some tough sledding this week, which is why I have him down here at wide receiver 12 versus, you know, the top eight, top six wide receiver that he usually is for me. He went five for 55 the last time the Cardinals played New England and DeAndre Hopkins was on their team. They also held him relatively in in check over his Houston Texans days as well. So the Patriots do kind of have DeAndre Hopkins' number, which is why I have him downgraded this week. Wide receiver 13 for me on the week is Christian Kirk. Smash spot for Christian Kirk this week. I will be placing an alt receiving lines bet on this dude this week. 32nd in adjusted fantasy points allowed. Two wide receivers are the Tennessee Titans. At least eight targets in five of his last six games for Christian Kirk. The only thing that could hurt him is if Trevor Lawrence doesn't play, but he is practicing today uh, with the toe injury that he's dealing with. So I love Christian Kirk this week. And another guy that I love this week is Amari Cooper. He had a brutal first game with Deshaun Watson statistically, but like I said, the Houston Texans are pretty solid against wide receivers and he had 45% of the team's targets from Deshaun Watson. That is definitely not too shabby. So I like him to bounce back this week against the Cincinnati Bengals. Also will be in my parlay. The Bengals are very exploitable via the air. Amari Cooper had a solid game against them back on Monday Night Football. And especially considering David Bell, who is their slot receiver, is going to be occupying the Bengals' best corner. I think Amari Cooper and DPJ should be good plays on the outside. And then finally, closing out this tier, we have Keenan Allen. Don't know for sure if Mike Williams is going to play or not, but honestly, either way, it'll be good for the Chargers to have back Mike Williams, who makes their offense better. Josh Palmer, Keenan Allen, who's now healthy. And Corey Lindsley also might be back, who's their starting center who they've been much better on offense when he's played. He's kind of been like a Jenga piece for their offensive line. 14 targets out of Keenan Allen last week, 88 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen is definitely going to be interesting from like a a redraft and best ball perspective because specifically in best ball, if you were able to draft Keenan Allen and advance him into the next round, into the playoff rounds, a lot of people who have Keenan Allen are probably not going to advance him. So he could pay off big in the fantasy football playoffs. And same can be said for those of you guys that may have bought him low in redraft leagues as well. So Keenan Allen 
Definitely a guy that is on the up right now. Moving on to the next tier of wide receivers, we have the wide receiver twos, Tyler Lockett, Garrett Wilson, Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, Devontae Smith, and Jerry Judy. You guys can see them on the screen there. Wide receiver 16 for me is Tyler Lockett. Like I said with DK Metcalf, he has the better matchup of the two wide receivers. Yet another guy who will be in my parlay of his alt receiving yards. I like his matchup this week a lot. CJ Henderson has been terrible this year. 73% catch percentage allowed, 49.0 PFF coverage grade. He's been pretty bad. And I really like the fact that this game is catching a lot of steam on the over. I'd be hard pressed to leave Tyler Lockett out of my lineup this week. So make sure you guys have him in yours. Wide receiver 17 for me is Garrett Wilson. Jets are 10 point dogs to the Buffalo Bills, despite beating them the first time around with Zach Wilson as quarterback, which is kind of surprising to me. Quickly becoming one of my dudes, Garrett Wilson. One of my best dynasty rookie takes so far this year has been it was ludicrous that people were letting Garrett Wilson fall in rookie drafts. He was my 103 heading into rookie drafts before the NFL draft, before we knew he was going. And he was my 103 after the draft. I didn't move him at all because he's just that good of a player. And I remember some of you guys commenting that everybody was obsessed with landing spots in your league. And you were getting Garrett Wilson at like the 105, the 106, sometimes like the 108, 109, which was absolutely absurd to me. Absolute steal. He is currently my highest rostered wide receiver in dynasty right now. I'm in seven dynasty leagues. I have Garrett Wilson in five of my dynasty leagues, all five of which are complete rebuilds. So I'm very, very happy with that pick. Hopefully you guys are as well. Not a good matchup this week though, against the Buffalo bills, but he is in your lineup. Given the target share he's seen with Mike White, he actually went eight for 92 through the air and a seven yard rush the first time that they played the Buffalo Bills. And that was actually with Zach Wilson at quarterback. So he should be much better in this game with Mike White, who's been just a much better quarterback overall. Moving on to wide receivers 18 through 20. They're actually all from the same game. Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel and Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, it's absolutely wild how good Godwin has been if the Bucks offense was actually good. He's been so good at commanding targets this year. He's got double-digit targets in seven of eight healthy games so far that he's played a full snap share. He's pretty much been automatic, double-digit target type of dude. It's a tough matchup overall, are the San Francisco 49ers defense, but he's got a safety in the slot in Jimmy Ward, who's guarding him, who's allowing a 94% catch percentage, which is absurd, especially considering Chris Godwin is a PPR machine. So he is an awesome option this week for me. Wide receiver 19 is Debo Samuel. It's also a tough matchup for the 49ers on the other side of the game. It doesn't have a high total for a reason. Both of these defenses are pretty good. 37 and a half points is the over under in this game. But Debo Samuel is a yak monster. And the type of receiver that the Buccaneers struggle with, as a Bucs fan, I can tell you this for sure, is the guys that can make things happen after the catch because tackling has been a kryptonite for this defense, especially you know when Mike Edwards is out there who's a, a shaky tackler. Devin White can miss tackles at times. So if Debo Samuel can get in space, he can definitely do some damage in this game. He is in your lineup for sure. Wide receiver 20 for me is Mike Evans. Since week four, he has not scored a touchdown despite being the primary red zone threat in this offense. And that's all well and good when your offense is great, like it's been the last two years, but the 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers can barely get into the red zone. So that's why Mike Evans is probably been one of the bigger disappointments in fantasy this year, if that, especially if you guys drafted him, you know, in the early to mid to late second round area, early third round area, he has not been quite as good as you probably anticipated he was going to be. Wide receiver 21 for me is Devontae Smith. Like I said, for AJ Brown, this is a great spot for the Eagles facing the lowly 26th ranked uh, defense against fantasy wide receivers that are the New York Giants in my model. So Devontae Smith, a great play this week. And then finally closing out this tier, 
we have Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy sees an uptick for sure. Number one, he only played 35% of the snaps last week and still had 80 yards, which is definitely encouraging to see. Looks like he's back to full strength from the ankle injury. And also, Cortland Sutton is going to be out for this game. Judy is an awesome play this week. He's got a tough matchup in the slot against uh, Legereus Sneed, who is the Chiefs' best corner. But they're going to be playing from behind, most likely. The Chiefs can put up points, even despite a tough Broncos defense. So I really, really like Jerry Judy to get a lot of targets in this game. Moving on to the next tier of wide receivers, we have the wide receiver 2-3 fringe guys. These are typically who you would find in your flex positions if you guys are in a good spot this week. Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, Brandon Ayuk, Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, Gabriel Davis, and Josh Palmer make up this tier. Wide receiver 23 for me is Marquise Brown. If Hopkins is the number one weapon that the Patriots are going to take away, then that sets up to be a good matchup for Hollywood Brown. If Hopkins is the focus of the defense, if he's getting bracketed, all that good stuff for uh Marquise Brown managers pre bye week Marquise Brown actually had eight targets in his first game back from a multi-week absence. So he should be a high target option over the middle for the Cardinals on Monday night. This is really the first game that we're going to see of Hopkins being out there and Marquise Brown being out there pretty much for the first time this season because Hopkins was suspended for the first six games when Marquise Brown was doing very well and then Hollywood got hurt when Hopkins came back. So we really haven't seen these guys on the field together and that might make this Cardinals offense overall a much better uh, situation and Kyler Murray might be a, a lot better off as well. So wide receiver 24 for me is DJ Moore. He has been solid with non-Baker quarterbacks. Anytime PJ Walker has played or Sammy D has played, he's been very good, including 100 yards and a touchdown last week before the bye. Uh, like him this week a lot as a potential high-scoring game, as I've kind of talked about with the Seahawks one already, 95% of the money on the over. So DJ Moore is a great start this week. Juju Schuster is my wide receiver 25. He's been pretty much invisible the last three games as he recovers from the concussion that he suffered a couple of weeks ago. Um, but his yardage totals have been very, very much depressed. If you guys have, you know, receiving props on, on Juju Schuster, he's going to be a good option this week because pre-concussion, he had 113, 124, and 88 yards. His three games prior to that concussion, still a solid start against a tough Broncos defense, but I really, really like him as a bounce back candidate this week. Wide receiver 26, Brandon Ayuk. The big performances have slowed down in recent weeks, but still nine targets last week, two, uh, eight targets the week before. He's a fine start in this Buccaneers game as well. Wide receiver 27 for me on the week is Adam Thielen. Jefferson was locked down by the Lions, as I mentioned, back in week three, only 14 yards. So if they deployed the same kind of game plan, the same type of strategy, because they almost won that game. So I'd imagine they're probably going to stick uh, to something similar. I like Adam Thielen as a good flex option. And even KJ Osborne, if you guys are desperate with bye weeks, I think you could pick him up probably off your waiver wire and throw him into your flex spot as well. Adam Thielen went six for 61 and a touchdown their first game in week three against Detroit. I like him to probably get into the end zone and have some targets in this game as well. Wide receiver 28 for me on the week is Deontay Johnson. He popped up on the injury report as a new addition on Thursday. So definitely something to monitor. He might not play overall in this game. I almost put him in the will they play category. If he's out this week, obviously George Pickens probably vaults himself into this range as well. Deontay Johnson is one of the most aggravating players to own in fantasy football because the guy gets peppered with targets. He had 11 targets last week and he only went five for 60 and zero touchdowns despite some of those targets you know, being in position where he got a red zone target thrown to the end zone where he couldn't come down with it. He had a target where he dropped it basically on a, on a crossing pattern that would have at least been like a 15, 20 yard gain. So something that's really annoying about Deontay Johnson, but he does still get the target. So if he is playing, he's in my lineup in PPR leagues. Wide receiver 29 for me is Gabriel Davis. Six games with under 40 yards this year, five games with over 75 yards. He is the prototypical boomer bust 
type of play. And in this matchup, a brutal matchup against the New York Jets, I'd probably leave him on the bench if you can afford to do so because Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, these guys do not get beat deep. They don't really get beat, period. So uh, Gabriel Davis, not a guy that I am expecting to have a big game. He did not have a big game last time he played against the New York Jets. Wide receiver 30 for me on the week is Josh Palmer. Palmer has been really good lately, but if Mike Williams is playing in this game, that obviously downgrades his target share to the next tier, probably a wide receiver 3-4 type that would be only a flex play at that point. And Mike Williams would probably vault himself inside the top 24. Again, we don't know if Mike Williams is going to play, so I'm kind of cautiously ranking Josh Palmer as a wide receiver 30 here. If Mike Williams is out, I would probably move him up to like wide receiver 25 to 27. But if Mike Williams plays, Mike Williams moves up to that area, and then Josh Palmer goes down to like wide receiver 35 to 40 type of area. So it's kind of like a half measure, this current ranking, but I will have you guys updated Sunday morning when we actually hear inactives and all that kind of stuff. But they, these guys do play on Sunday night. So hopefully we do see something before then just going to speed through this last tier of wide receivers. These are the wide receiver threes guys that you can throw into your flex spot. If you're dealing with bye weeks, Darius Slayton, George Pickens, Zay Jones, Tyler Boyd, Michael Gallup, Donovan Peoples Jones, DJ Chark, uh, Van Jefferson and Mac Hollins and Kendall Hinton, who already played uh, two of those guys on Thursday night. Wide receiver 31 for me, Darius Slayton. He's getting the targets, but it's brutal matchup. So wide receiver 31 is where he slides in. George Pickens, this game honestly has 16 to 10 written all over it. Steelers and Ravens, neither of these teams can really score a lot of points right now, especially with Lamar Jackson likely out for this game. Unless Deontay Johnson is out, I don't think Pickens is a must-start type of option. So if you have better options, I would pivot to them. Wide receiver 33 for me is Zay Jones, one of my favorite streamable flex options this week. The Titans are dead last against fantasy wide receivers. Obviously, this hinges on Trevor Lawrence playing, but I think he will play in this game. So Zay Jones might be a guy that I actually even move up a little bit more to wide receiver 31 to 30 type of range. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver 34 for me on the week. Attaching yourself to a good offense like the Bengals is usually a good option to do. And Jamar Chase and T. Higgins get all the attention. So Tyler Boyd could have a big game against the Cleveland Browns. Wide receiver 35 for me on the week is Michael Gallup. Worry about the Cowboys scoring. If they get up big, they might, you know, put the brakes on, take the starters out in the second half because the game has a 17 and a half point favorite in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. But the big plays have been few and far between for Michael Gallup. So despite the two touchdowns last week, uh, coming off the ACL, Terry just hasn't been as explosive. So he probably needs to find the end zone to be a, dull, a solid flex option, but he's a good flex option if you are desperate. Donovan Peoples-Jones for me closes out my top 36 wide receivers. Deshaun Watson had a game to shake the rust off last week against the Houston Texans, like DPJ more this week as the big play threat for two teams that produced a huge shootout last year with the Browns and Bengals. One of the games that they played produced a lot of points for the Cleveland Browns. So definitely possible that the DPJ gets it done in this one. Wide receiver 37 for me on the week is DJ Chark. Big time point total. Love Chark as a flex this week. Might honestly move him higher than this because he nearly had 100 yards last week against the Jags. The, the Lions are favored. Implied point total out the wazoo. They got like a 30 point implied total right now. So DJ Chark, a fine flex option. And then finally, we have Van Jefferson and Mac Hollins, who both played last night. Van Jefferson caught a touchdown, 40 yards, not a bad streamable option there. And then Mac Hollins had 8.2 PPR points, uh, doing it all basically rushing and receiving. And then finally, closing out my top 40 wide receivers is Kendall Hinton, who I kind of teased earlier with Cortland Sutton out and the Broncos being, you know, underdogs needing to score against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think I could see a fine PPR stat line for Kendall Hinton, and he's probably available on most of your guys' waiver wire. So if you're desperate, if you have a lot of bye weeks, just grab him off your waiver wire, throw him into your lineup. He's a fine flex option this week if you are desperate. So if you guys enjoyed this video, as always, leave a like. 
Comment any of your thoughts down below. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. I made a lot of reference to, you know, player props and, you know, over-unders and all that kind of stuff. If you guys want to check some of those out, head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code FSE when you sign up for 100% back up to $100. So if you put in 20 bucks, you have $40 on the site to play with. Again, promo code FSE, link down below in the description. Check out the Patreon for more bonus content and all that kind of stuff as well. But with that being said, peace out. and We'll talk to you soon. Wire me the money.